What's up, you guys? It's Emma here with the Rootbound Pod. I wanted to give a quick intro for this episode. A little bit of time has passed since we've been able to post, so this episode was actually recorded in the summer. That's why we reference weather as being super hot and not gray and dreary like it is right now in January. So when we're talking about keeping up with watering, we're talking about keeping up with fertilizing, all that stuff, we're referencing summer in Southern California. We were also super excited to get into talking about plants for this episode that we completely forgot to talk about the cocktail altogether. So for episode 12, the cocktail is the ginger passion fruit Mai Tai, which is my spin off the traditional Mai Tai. It's a super fresh and sweet, juicy rum drink. It's really great. You'll have to check it out yourself. If you want, you can get that recipe on our Instagram at the Rootbound Podcast, and you can swipe over to see our lives and watch me talk through it and make it myself. That's for episode 12, our Instagram live for the ginger passion fruit Mai Tai. That way you can check it out, try it out yourself, finesse it for those summer barbecues if you like for next summer in 2022. Thanks for always kind of tagging along with us and continuing to listen as we grow. I hope you enjoy this episode number 12, The Passiflora and the Girl Who Paved Her Own Way with special guest Liza Peterson. Enjoy. Welcome to the Rootbound Podcast, an honest plant cocktail hour. We're your hosts. I'm Emma. I'm Samara. And I'm Yelena. We're amateur plant enthusiasts, and we're here to chat about all things plants, life, and what to do when feeling rootbound. The dictionary defines rootbound as a plant having outgrown its pot so that the roots are cramped and tangled, stopping it from growing well. Sometimes we can get a little too comfortable in our nursery pots, and our lives become rootbound without even realizing it. As young women in Los Angeles, we're always looking for ways to branch out, up pot, and improve ourselves. So grab your favorite cocktail and let's get into it. All right, episode 12. Tomorrow we're here, episode 12. Every episode 12 episode is a celebration, right? <laughs> one step further towards our goal one of more. <laughs> maybe maybe more than 15, maybe more than 15, maybe more than I think 100 35? is what we yeah. want to get 100. to before we reconsider whether we want to do this or do not. Do this ever, yeah. But exactly. I don't know at this point. By the time we get to 100, we'll be 100. Yeah, old. yeah. But, you know, it's all it's all a, a life's work. Okay, so this episode is episode 12, Passive Flora and the Girl with Thrifty Hints, working title or the title. We have a um, an exciting episode to follow we just did our live and we made a passion fruit ginger mai tai which is delicious and delicious. as always you can find all that information on our instagram you can watch the live and you can get the recipe and Smara's already starting to eat I the am. mint I am. so <laughs> you know it's good because she's it already smells eaten herbs. so good <laughs> and um, there's ginger too so yeah. i might have to dig in just Nom, nom, nom. It comes yeah. with a snack. We love a cocktail with a snack. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's a cocktail snack. We have a guest for this episode. So we've got just a bunch of stuff going on for this episode. Let's um, do a couple of updates and then we'll get into our guest. Samara, do you have any um, plant updates at the moment? I bought two new plants. Okay. Number one. A string of arrows. Okay. I didn't know, you know, we have the string of pearls, we have the string of hearts, yep. we have the string of dolphins a string of bananas Mm -hmm. and we found in santa barbara there was a cute little plant store i would have to look it up again i don't remember what it's called i'll shout it out in the um show notes but cute little plant shop santa barbara california uh string of arrows string of arrows it really just looks like a string of hearts but pointier yeah 
Yeah. It's so cute. I love it. Very yeah. cute. It's not as full right. as the string of hearts that we have, but, but it is cute and it will grow long and I'm very excited. And Yay. then also got a philodendron shangden or something like that. Wait, let me look at it. One oh, second. we're going to double check that. I always I, walk away. Yeah, Samara's always walking away, but that's that's fine. That's our relationship. No, I'm just kidding. She's going to go ahead and see what... You have the little tag, the care tag. Philodendron shangdu. Shangdu. Oh, yeah, the first part. Is. Cute. Philodendron shangdu. It's a baby now. Oh, yeah. But it, it will grow. It almost looks like a fern, but like thicker. Yeah, or, or a monstera, but yeah. like longer and more of the cutouts right you know the um i was looking that up they're called it's not variegation variegation is color is the color differences but the holes is called fenestrations Fenestrations. that's that's a little dip into a future episode that we may do later okay so this will then maybe the shangdu will be our featured plant because it is very Fenestrated? Fenestrated. Lots of fenestrations. There you go, yeah. Are we saying it right? Yeah, fenestration. Defenestration is to throw someone through a window. <gasps> I love that. Also, um, that's cool. I was trying to read the Latin name, Philodendron bipinatifidum. Oh. Bipinatifidum. Pinatifidum. Bipinatifidum. We'll love show it. some photos on the root news. We'll that's make sure to fill you in on these fenestrated big boys. I got some new plants and I told myself last episode that I was going to not get any new plants and then I did so you know how that be pals but I got so oh my gosh I we have to talk about this I have recently been introduced to some independent plant sellers in Los Angeles mm. so not a nursery shout them out yes we'll shout them out we have Brandon the plant guy which if you go on Google Maps and you type in Brandon the plant guy you can find his information you can go on Instagram find their information so great, so communicative. And what I did is I sent him a picture of this place that I needed a big plant. And I was like, we're doing like a privacy thing for our front window. I don't know what plant to put here. It gets like morning light. What do we do? And they gave me all these suggestions at different price points. And I was like, this is the best plant buying experience ever. Because then they're like catering to where you're going to put it, to how much care you want to put into it. You already Mm -hmm. know how much sun is there, how much shade's Mm -hmm. there, whatever. You can say like kind of your level, like how we talk about your relationship with plants, where you're at, like one to 10. We'll talk about that more later, but they were super great. So I love Brandon, the plant guy. If you're in Los Angeles, you need to visit uh, Brandon, the plant guy. And then I also um, met another friend named Lenny and they have a Instagram. It's like plant something, something. I forget the name of her, um, her Instagram handle, but they uh, have, have an Instagram and they sell their plants as well. And they also listen to our podcast. So we might get them oh, really? to record Aww. some stuff. Maybe sometimes shout out to you. That's Lenny. so cute. Yeah. So they, they hopped on the podcast gang. So hopefully, um, she's part of the plant party. Maybe they'll come on the podcast someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we f- failed to mention that. So these new plants that we're getting are now, being introduced to our front patio yes the back patio is complete yes i think although we need more hanging plants yes hanging but um the front porch patio area yeah we've decided to create the yeah sort of a uh you know that's like a privacy wall privacy wall plant but with plants yes yeah Yeah. 
So and it we we did some cleaning up of the patio, I think, and I bought a snake not snake plant, a spider plant. So that's uh, I used to have a spider plant, killed it, trying again, got a big boy at the LA farmers plant market, whatever, and then I got the um Something, something, sensation. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm forgetting the name of it. You can look it up. I got Ah! the peace lily. It's a peace lily, lily, but like the technical version of peace lily. Yeah. Whatever the Latin is. Um, Yeah, it's huge leaves. So. Spathophyllum. It's a spathophyllum sensation. That's the one that I have. And it's a sensation because the leaves are huge. Okay. Yeah. I I was going to ask, what is the difference between the smaller one that I have and then your big one but it's I think it's the blooms or the flowering I don't think mine your doesn't bloom it might but it takes like proper I don't know I think it's a little bit more picky Mm -hmm. you know how Mm -hmm. monsteras can bloom but we don't get that here whatever no anyways so yeah that's some plant updates that news new plants plus keeping up on watering I am dehydrated watering my plants it's such a workout now because of this crazy yeah. weather we have here. I only water my plants at night these days. I think it's better for them at yeah. night or in the morning, you know? Yeah. Well, if, because what was the thing? Like, if you don't try not to get water onto your plants during a sunny day, because that will burn them. Yes, exactly. The it burns the leaves. Of yeah. The sun. So it's so hot. Water droplets. Mm hmm. So it's actually better for them. Anyways, updates. Let's get into it. So, um, episode 12, Passive Flora and the Girl with Thrifty hints. We have a special guest on our podcast today. We'll get do the official um, introduction because they've been sitting so quietly and patiently this whole time. So, uh, let's introduce our guest with, with a little bit of a, a input. Yeah. You, you heard who's her this, voice for a little moment. Who's this mysterious voice? So, for today's episode, we have a uh, Patreon subscriber. So, first of all, thank you for subscribing to to our patreon being a part of that that's like such a big deal to us this special guest today they actually work as a finance analyst in academic medicine and in her free time she enjoys sewing and selling garments on poshmark we might even link their poshmark if you want to get some goods 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 we'll link it up deals and spiels deals and and stuff get some handmade goods yeah shop small um and they also enjoy flipping and thrifting clothing which i mean ellie's a good spot for that i feel like that's also great for the environment you know what they say um and as we said this is uh one of samara's family members it's actually her oldest sister welcome to the root podcast liza peterson thank you for having me i've been begging to come on so this has been great you're also never in los angeles which is very sad but we'll we'll have to have you more yeah pandemic pandemic we're all vaxxed yep we're back we're back together Yep. yep um yeah, it's great to have you. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Yes. So is, much fun. Is this your first time on a pa- podcast? Pancast? Definitely. Yeah? Okay. First time on a podcast. Okay. podcast. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Well, it's not much different than just talking in, like, a normal conversation. Oh, There's just mics. <laughs> yeah. There's just, like, you know, cameras, a mm, mic. A couple of lights. A, no, no pressure. Light. No, 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 no. No. We edit it out. We just no. <laughs> We just edit it out. It's not yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you never... Fix it in post. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can... Exactly. We can fix it up in post. Sometimes we talk to our editing selves. We're like, Emma, this mm-hmm. is going to get annoying because we have to mm-hmm. cut this part because someone had to go to the restroom or something. But that's mm-hmm. fine because we cut back to it. So... Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that we do with our guests, we ask them about 
their favorite plant if they like plants and we talk about their favorite cocktail if they like cocktail cocktails and we use that for our episode so our episodes featured plant or usually we talk about cocktails should we talk about cocktail first tomorrow i feel like the plant inspired the cocktail for this one. okay so let's start so let's with the start, plant right liza does that i think that yeah, makes sense yeah. yes because you kind of were like this is my favorite plant first and then mm. you originally had a different cocktail but you're like but this other cocktail that's also one of my favorites Mm-hmm. fits in the theme, the theme. of the drink. So, okay. so explain. <laughs> so my favorite plant is the Passiflora, which is the flowering vine of the passion fruit. And mm. if you're familiar with the flower at all, you know it has this huge efflorescence, which is the, you know, the part that flowers, the, you know, yeah. the actual pretty part. And they are all over San Francisco. Ooh. And I guess they do really well there because I'll just see them on people's fences and... Mm you know, in the trees and they just, they kind of go everywhere. But I love plants that are also useful and I love passion fruit. Yeah. And so when I realized that this gorgeous flower I was seeing everywhere was also the passion fruit flower, I just, I, I, it became my, my favorite. I also really like orchids. I think I like showy flowers a Mm. lot, uh, which, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. is a beginner plant thing before you really can appreciate the foliage yes yes and i did have to take a class all about monocots and dicots and all of like the different types of plants yeah um so i biology get into it so you have many reasons why you like it like you have research backed up also sources cited for why you like this (laughs) this is a plant that provides a function you know food and beauty so it's like you know and have you done a vine before I'm trying to remember. Um, well, we've done we've done like I mean, pothos technically pothos before. are vines, trailing yeah. plants, but yeah. we haven't done um, monstera fruit. is technically mm-hmm. a vining plant really? too. It's just massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but more, but you discovered a deeper love for this plant right during quarantine. I did. So, I have an apartment in the city, but because you know work, commute, being out, getting home late. I never realized that I have an enormous backyard in my building that mm. no one was using. There was some nice. patio furniture back there, but it gets almost full sun. And so very back at the beginning of quarantine, I went back there on a gorgeous day, which, you know, in San Francisco isn't all that often. <laughs> and I just weeded the um, the side areas by the fence mm-hmm. and the the patio stones, you know, in the in the cracks where there was just lots of like grass. The grout kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where there would be grout if it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I thought, wow, you know, it, it really felt good to kind of get my hands dirty, so to mm. speak, We love 100%. that. <laughs> we love that. You're through them podcasts. We love getting our hands yeah. dirty. You know, we also just love hearing someone discover an outdoor space. Yes. That 100%. Was, I mean, and my building's amazing because it's one of the rare buildings in San Francisco where, at least in my neighborhood, where the building and its lot go from one, like, one street's in the front and another entire street's in the back. Oh, Normally yeah. Normally there's houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like the stigma with San Francisco is that everything is small and compact. Exactly. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it's a really big backyard space. And so, yeah. you know... It started with that, and then it was getting together with friends, and then I was appreciating the calla lilies back there, and of course mm-hmm. the passiflora, and gosh, I think there was, I think there might be some fruiting trees, and so oh, I, nice. I spent a lot of time back stuff. there. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Some of it I think comes over from the neighbor's house, but mm-hmm. you just um, picked that right on. I know. Thank you for your service. You're helping yeah. the plants. Yeah, you know? It's like oh, no one else 
else is gonna take yeah, it. Maybe a bigger ladder. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. show up with this yeah. huge ladder. Excuse yeah. me, don't mind me. And so you know, I thought about oh, I've even talked to some of the other girls in the building. Should we maybe make some planters and go in on some herbs? Yes. I mean, we haven't yeah. manifested it yet, but. Um, you know, it's I vote yes. Yelena yeah. and I will come up with our tools and we will yeah. just we it. will build you some planters. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think that's just it, you know, no one's taking the initiative really and yeah. now it's kinda yeah. late in the season. True. True. Unfortunately. Because I really wish I would have it in like March. What would you like to grow if you had I some mean, or something? I really do like herbs. Rosemary mm-hmm. is also something I don't know about in LA, but it grows like crazy it you mm. have rosemary it was growing yeah, yeah, quite yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. You know, i have bushes of it like as their hedge oh you know, like, geez. yeah yeah it's, it's that must smell delicious it oh does. i bet i mean if yeah. i need some i won't buy it at the store i'll just go and walk by you know a neighbor's place oh, and just wow. make sure i pick up high enough where dogs won't have right yeah marked yeah. on their situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you can't really wash that out no i mean <laughs> not, so much. not with confidence uh, <laughs> yeah you probably have some lab Stuff that yeah, will kill the yeah, kills the yeah, yeah, some yeah, salt. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, There's gonna not, be something. Yeah, it's not worth it to you know just to be safe. But yeah, yeah because yeah. it grows like crazy there. It's oh, basically little rosemary. trees, little, little bushes. Yeah, wow. my rosemary it does seem to grow very heartily, and it's like the one plant, the one herb that hasn't been destroyed by bugs. Right. Uh, so that <laughs> Growing is leafy herbs yeah. though, you have to water them so much. Mm. They need direct sun, so mm-hmm. the soil dries up super fast. Then there could be pests. They eat the leaves. You can't eat the leaves now because there's pests all over them. It just turns into like a whole thing. I feel like they're so high maintenance. You have to really yeah. like every day yeah. be on it. Yeah. Yeah. But. but Herbs are probably more hardy than like fruits and vegetables. Right. Like growing a tomato plant Mm -hmm. or a pepper plant. I found tomatoes impossible in the past. Yeah. Either there was never enough sun or there was never enough, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There was too much humidity. I feel like Mm -hmm. you have to have hot, but not too hot. Yeah. And, you know, moisture, but not too much moisture. And it just, wherever I've lived, Mm -hmm. it hasn't been great. I'm growing some tomatoes on the bottom ladder of my like plant herb shelf and. I think it just got overrun by like caterpillars. Yeah, because oh, no. like all the leaves are yellow. I do have some red reddening tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, ripening tomatoes out there still yeah. to pick. But what type did you plant? Uh, just like the little cherry, little cherry tomatoes. Yeah, I got an email. One of my <laughs> favorite tomatoes that I've ever grown was called a cream sausage, and it was basically a Roma what? tomato oh, that was white. So- you know, like cream, you know, cream, creamy white, and it was it, it was so mild. So <laughs> wow, there wasn't a whole lot of acid. It was, it's was incredibly delicious. Hey, and that's the thing. A lot of people who are who say they're like intolerant to tomatoes mm. or whatever, it's because of the acidity, right? That's you know, like the heartburn me. situation. Yes, yeah, exactly. I I can't eat like a crazy amount of um, like pasta with red sauce. Like it's so just you too need much. to get yourself a creamy tomato. I need a cream sauce tomato. A creamy mild. <laughs> Cream tomato. Yeah, um, cream tomato. I think I have an heirloom catalog, so we just go through oh, and pick out. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, there was uh, there was also a pepper called like I think a fatale or something mm-hmm. that was also very spicy. It was the hottest one they had, and then wow. Yeah. Um, anyways, yes. So that's the thing about growing up in a rural area. You know, when you you can garden and you have yeah. enough space to plant. I know, totally, so fun. And what a fun hobby to pick up. 
I mean, with quarantine and everything going on. Working from just home. Work yes, from home. Just connect the with the earth. Have a garden. I feel like it yes. just, like, makes you zen out a little bit better. Because yeah. you get in that routine. You get, like, bugged out by life. And everything's just too mm-hmm. much. And you just sit there and you're like, this nice little plant needs me it's, to water it. It's, like, simple. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Because, yes. you know, like you said, the bugs and all of the different, oh, is the soil pH right? Is the composition of nutrients to whatever yeah. minerals right? And all of that. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, no, you know, it's interesting. So in one of my science classes, one of the lab sections, we had to, uh, I think we took sterilized soil. Okay. And we planted, I don't know, flowers or some basic plant in them. Okay. And to show you can't, you know, you need the bacteria, you need... Mm. You need your nutrients, you need your nitrogen, for example. Like, mm-hmm. fertilizer is, is mostly nitrogen yeah. bound up in other things. Um, because, you know, you need all of the different components. You can't just have dirt, right? right? Dirt is, you know, healthy soil is a lot of different things other than just rocks that have been, you know, broken Hey, Anyways. we learned that the hard way when we yeah. first started out with plants because we didn't use perlite. Okay. We did not use enough perlite, and so the water, or we would use, like, or I, I would use, like, we were experimenting with cocoa coir, so, like, a drier, you know, kind of substance, and it gets rock solid, the roots get suffocated, basically, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. water, too much water will soak into it, and it, like, gets heavy and weird, it doesn't drain, so we're like, oh, wait, this is going to be, like, a proportion thing, like, a one to three to two, a ratio of some sort, so, yeah, yeah once... I, I mean, for me, once we figured out what per- perlite was, I was like, oh my gosh, my plants are mm-hmm. shooting out new growth every week, minimum. Like, just, they went off. They need the they need the oxygen. They need the yes. air. Like, the perlite just creates, like, Space. air bubbles in yeah. your soil, which is, yeah. And, and then yeah. it won't just be drenched. So, right. so for pest control, do you use diatomaceous earth at all? We do. Yes. We do. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yeah. When you said perlite, it made me think of other things that are uh-huh. rockish things. Mm-hmm. Mineral, yeah. yeah. That has been the best Diatons. way yes. to get rid of the little gnats. It, and it, it works. Yeah, it works super well. Oh my gosh. Just shake it do on land. Do, you know, do you know what's actual, what it's doing? Well, yeah, it's, it's like cutting, cutting them, them up, up right? Yeah. I love that. They desiccate. They, they it's cutting them up. up. They yeah. die. Yeah. I love it. Die gnats. Like, it's like, into their exoskeleton. And then yeah. the, the, yeah. the eggs that have laid been laid underneath when they hatch they just basically get like cut up cut. in a layer of yeah, yeah. wow nasty I love, yeah. I love it so it's much one, one, yeah, once we figured out what, what it was a doing bug's life too, too. <laughs> Rough, a bug's oh, life no. was like <laughs> make it a cult horror film <laughs> the modern woman's home with uh, I don't know all of their Birth pests is death. I actually do Control. like a bug's life to a bug's death I think hey, that's a good subtitle. I think you know? Bugs Life realistic. to yeah, a Bugs Death, under a, the a Life Cycle. It looks like crazy, you know, um, I don't know, spiky. Wow, like shards of glass exactly. almost? Okay, yeah. that's how I imagine it. We should have done that for our, uh, for like a bonus content videos. Oh. Got a telescope oh. and just no, like, microscope. or microscope, sorry, telescope. Sorry, microscope. My last science class was uh, freshman year of college, yeah. and I passed. And <laughs> <laughs> no story. <laughs> no, yeah, chemistry was always pretty fun, but um, we just never really had time to like use the tools. I liked biology better than I liked chemistry. Oh yeah, I had a really fun biology class. The mitochondria is this powerhouse of the cell. So what? How I only remember that because of me. And there's a nucleus. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. Uh, I like to 
I like the expression that biology is applied chemistry, chemistry is applied physics, and physics is applied math. Oh. So you can kind of see, you know, I, whenever I talk to people who don't understand science, so they try to substitute their own reality, and yeah. I said, okay, but here's how I know what I'm telling you is because you mm. can trace it back to its fundamentals, which mm-hmm. is math. Yeah, um, that's very interesting. That's probably why I enjoyed chemistry less, because math is hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but... It's fun just to have someone else have done all the work and then you can apply it. To exactly. There you go. Yeah. Math is great it's because formula. everyone's already create yeah yes. created the formulas for mm-hmm. you. So it's just all you have to do is re- try to remember the formulas. E equals yeah. mc squared. Yeah. <laughs> um, the square the root. Yeah. Right. PEMDAS. <laughs> yeah. Or the squared. What? what the quadratic that? equation. Oh yeah, quadratic, oh, quadratic equation. Yeah. B plus or minus. Um, the square root of four um, <laughs> minus. The 4AC all over 2A. (laughs) There's a song, that's all I remember. (laughs) I actually took out my Texas calculator. Texas instrument? My Texas Texas instrument to calculate the angle, angles for um, my ladder. Oh, nice. Because because I needed, so I had the height, Mm -hmm. six feet of the fence, Uh and then Mm -hmm. the you know, how far out I wanted, the de- the deep, the, yeah. the depth. Wow. The deep. The deep. <laughs> so I needed to know the length of my hypotenuse. Yes, you did. Hey, wow. And so I had so to, many vocab I points. <laughs> sine, cosine, tangent. But then I ended up just flubbing it anyway and just measuring it however right. it came out to be. And that's fine. When I it did it. Yeah. Yeah. But it gave me like a good like baseline, like hmm. for how much... I hope I did the math right. Maybe I'll show it to Liza. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my head thinking how many years ago I took, you know, calculus yeah. and, and all of that stuff. I love it's it. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yes, so that's nerdy stuff. So whenever they tell you, whenever a kid comes to you, why do I have to know this math? You might say, because I'm going to build a ladder in my garden. Yeah. In my 20s. I need, to know, need to know what the hypotenuse is yeah, of a triangle, hypotenuse. of a right angle, of a right, of a, of a right, right triangle, triangle. Mm-hmm. the hypotenuse. There you go. I feel, yeah, I mean, we're going to probably talk about that a little bit more later as far as, like, advice and talking to mm. what you should do in your 20s, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But is there a, just off off the cuff, off the oh, top dear. of your head, off the dome, is there a, a scientific um, concept or principle that you feel like applies to anybody no matter what? I think critical thinking. Ooh. Being able to assess claims that are made to you mm. and having enough confidence kind of in you know what you know but also where to go to find out if that claim is valid or not because I feel like they don't really teach you that in schools very much anymore mm-hmm. and you know there's it seems like today we live in an echo chamber where you know you'll have an extreme view on one side and then you know some other noise mm-hmm. on in another area and assessing like the claim it feels like these two groups of people aren't even living on the same you know in the same reality right and I think you know I think part of that part of that comes from the fact that critical thinking isn't really something that we focus on Mm. so it's not the answer it's how to find it I think that's yeah okay yeah I think that really is true and it's kind of goes back to what I said about how you know I can I try to reason from well okay I know I know that I you know these Math facts are have been validated over and over. So have these physics ones. Mm-hmm. So that's why the chemistry and the, and the biology. I can, we, once we get to the topically the mRNA vaccine, well, we know why it works because of all these different things that have happened sure. throughout this process. So, anyways, so yeah, um, and that helps because then you can also have the confidence to 
assert your position if you can. Yeah. You know, if you could have, if you have critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Other things are, you know, just knowing what a, you know, when someone says, oh, there's chemicals in this. Well, mm. everything's a chemical. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, there's a, a famous meme about, um, oh, dihydrogen monoxide is fatal to 100% of people who ingest it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, oh, if you, if you have too much dihydrogen monoxide, you will die a horrible death where you, you know, asphyxiate. Well, it's because it's water and you'll drown in water. Oh, my gosh. Or, you yeah. know, everyone who drinks that water will die because everyone dies. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. But you can fearmonger anything. Yes, you can. You totally can. And you can speak big sciencey words <laughs> to, scare, to people. scare people. And I think that's um, another thing that's really cool about what you're saying is that, yes, I've, I've talked about this with my mom before, too, because she's... Um, gone back to college and she's that's, like that's I great. yeah I'm like so excited for her she's gonna graduate in December that's, I think yes exciting. so exciting and one of the things she talked about when she first got started I remember her talking about it so many times she's like college is this experience if you apply it where you can look at a need to find something and not be worried about finding the answer all the time but how did you get mm-hmm. there it's all about that like journey not the destination but quite literally I think that's so cool. And then being able to stand up for yourself and whatever you believe because you went and you did the research and you found your facts that you believe in and all that stuff. And now you can have a cool conversation, you know? Yeah. yeah but unfortunately, too many people want to live in ignorance. It's, it's easy. They don't easy. live for the conversation. They live right. for their own facts. Comfort. Comfort. And a lot of people and... seek out, um, you know, confirmation bias because it's, 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 it actually is uncomfortable. Apparently, when you are confronted by facts that don't accord with your worldview, it actually produces a sensation akin to pain. Ah, you know, that's how the bo- that's how your psyche perceives it. Mm-hmm. And so people avoid that. Right. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's why, you know, that's again why we get into these increasingly isolated echo chambers because, wow. you know, especially with social media and all the ways that you can avoid, you know, back... Back in my day, <laughs> there was the nightly news, and that's what everyone watched. Yeah. And now there's cable news, and right. the very polarized positions. And so you can't really, you don't have a common base of, I guess, a common base of understanding where to start, even to have a discussion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. That's, or finding worth in trying to find it. Why? Right. No one's going to listen to me anyways, kind of a thing. That is definitely, yeah. unfortunately, I think for people... The kind of people who fall victim to that, I feel like they're the ones who should be out saying their piece because they're mm. usually going to be pretty level-headed. Yeah. The kind of person who's like, oh, no one wants to hear what I have to say. I mean, I think they probably have more to say than the bombastic ones who are like, listen to me pontificate. Yeah. That thing. Okay, so back to the passiflora. I yes, found a random yes, yes. definition, so okay. I'm going to read it for the people who like definitions because we're talking a little science-y this episode, so might as well. This is from the good old Wikipedia, so you know it's 100% fact. Um, so the passiflora, known also as the passion flowers or passion vines, is a genius of about 550 species of flowering plants. The type genius of the family, Passiflorisae, is that how you say it? Passiflorisae. Okay. Uh, They are are mostly tendril-bearing vines, with some being shrubs or trees. They can be woody or herbaceous. Passion flowers produce regular and usually showy flowers with a distinctive corona. The flower is pentamerous pentamerous, and ripens into a... how do you even say that? Indecent? 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 It's uh, Indecent? Something about its um, aromatics, the probably. Scent, yeah. yeah, the scent. 
It's a, a so the send of the fruit with numerous seats. Mm-hmm. Okay, super cool. What this may be a dumb question, but what do we talk about when we say the word genius? Genius yeah. is just there. So the you probably learned that King Philip came over from Greece singing songs. Mnemonic. Yeah. Kingdom, yeah. phylum, class, order, genus, species, subspecies. Uh-huh. So we categorize organisms by, let's see, kingdom, phylum, class, order, genus. So I guess order and genus, or genus and species, I think, is actually what it is. So okay. when you say they say genus, you know, they're talking about the, yeah, it's genus and species. See, I'm lo- going to lose my biology card. That makes sense. As a, if you think of, if you replace genus with category mm-hmm. or, or grouping, I guess, mm-hmm. and then the type of grouping of the family... Passive floors. Oh, yeah. There you go. See, so you gotta have the, the yeah. little trickle down. Oh, oh, I write life and domain because that's new from when I learned this oh, in elementary really? school. Oh, mm-hmm. really? I was finding yeah, something need fresh. to get that little, that little But usually uh, you refer to organisms by just a, the uh, binomial nomenclature, which is redundant, but it's the two name naming system. So right. you have the, you know, that's why Homo sapiens are Homo sapiens sapiens. But I am. I'm um, not remembering right now which one we actually call things. Oh, the species? Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually genus and species. Yeah, what genus I said and before. Species. Okay. Yeah, so Canis domesticus, right? Yeah, the like dog example. or like Canis well, familiaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Canis canis or ratus ratus, which is the common. This rat. is where I'm like, why? The common I, rat. You know, ratus in ratus. schools they don't teach the Latin or Greek or anything like that anymore, and I'm like, because of learning language and because mm-hmm. I think it's really fascinating and cool, you actually learn how to break down yes. some of these words. You're like, oh, that means this, like this, whatever indestined to t- mm-hmm. blah blah blah, like scent. We know, okay, smells. Like mm-hmm. you can learn how to break down words that way stop doing that we should teach this in schools that's my old person opinion no, i guess but something that made me this is very much tangent but something that made me realize that recently was i i found a youtube video where there was a man speaking um latin and i know i don't know for the nerds out there what if it was old latin or you know reform latin or whatever mm-hmm. all the different mm-hmm. variations of but he was speaking latin to a Portuguese speaker, a Spanish speaker, and an Italian speaker. Okay. And for the most part, they could understand one another. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect, mm-hmm. but enough so that the 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 video, the crux of the video was he was he was trying to um, get them to guess the vocabulary word that he was describing. Oh, cool. And for the most part, they could get it. You probably would really appreciate it because I love that. That I yeah. mean, I've noticed that with because I studied French, mm-hmm. and so I can understand some things in Spanish. But I can't respond. Mm-hmm. It's that paralyzing, mm-hmm. like, uh, first two years of language yep. learning. You understand what people are saying, yes. but you don't know how to respond. Yes. So I get some of that with the way um, uh, Italian is and more so with the way Spanish is, probably just because I'm around Spanish a little more. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so interesting. It comes from the basis of something else, knowing where that comes from. It's just mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. We just don't focus much on the arts, which I feel like language is kind of in that vein. It is, yeah. Um, in our modern day education system language Um, is like art and history together and i felt like honestly when i was studying language my studying of music came more easily to me i felt like it taps into the same part of the brain Hmm. yeah but yes but totally not related to plants yeah but hey that's the whole beauty of the whole whatever the language of plants is something you learn we we got into it with wikipedia with the whole and how to latin latin learning the latin and and, 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 and
Yeah, there are people who, uh, I feel like they're, I don't know. To me, I like language, so I like learning the Latin mm-hmm. of a plant. So I'm like, oh, it's a spathophyllum sensation. Not mm-hmm. like peace lily, one, two, three, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. But I like learning the originals. But there's nothing wrong with adaptation either. Because it's all communication at the end of the day. How can you communicate? Mm-hmm. And in our culture, how can you do it quickly? Mm-hmm. So you Also, know. how cute is like Swiss cheese plant? I know. No, come on. <laughs> Monstera adinsonii or like Swiss, Swiss cheese. cheese. Yeah. It looks like Swiss cheese. Which that is, what's that called? Projecting. Because mm-hmm. you're taking things that are within your culture and your life and surrounding and matching it with something else. They like teach kids to do that. Be like, mm-hmm. what does it look like? Sounds like, you know, comparison. I think that's I feel I, I think it's funny too that we only call it Swiss cheese in the US. I think it's called Emmental or everyone else yeah. everywhere else or something. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Like the actual cheese? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it is it not even called Swiss cheese in, in Switzerland? No no no. That's no. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The more but you know about cheeses. They have uh <laughs> the joke <laughs> is that in Switzerland they have a lot of chocolate, so it's not called Swiss chocolate, they just call it chocolate, you know? <laughs> but they do have like Swiss chocolate, mm-hmm. so Anyways, I feel like we need to get into our guest rapid fire questions, Mm. and then we yeah, and then we'll get into the heart subject. Mm -hmm. We'll get into a a little bit, get a little deeper into it. We've discussed everything else. We've talked about the plant. We've talked about the cocktail. Mm -hmm. Make it at home. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, Smart. Do you want to ask the rapid fire? Sure. Okay, Liza, rate your relationship with plants from one to ten. Indoor plants a two. Outdoor plants an eight. Oh, okay, yeah. I am the girl we who didn't will stop and smell roses. That's that. a good way That's, to do that. Uh, yeah. But I have a black thumb, and I, I have a really hard time keeping. The problem is, in San Francisco, it's really hard to get full sun or partial sun. Yeah. And so I have a hard... I mean, I have my orchid. I'm hoping I can keep it alive. That's yeah. why I, but I really enjoy outdoor plants. I will stop and smell the jasmine, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the you know, the rose bushes all of the things that are that because so many people are growing plants outside like at, at front mm-hmm. of by their mm-hmm. sidewalks Perfect. and that's so just like that. uh, i do appreciate it a being lot. able to identify plants is also a skill and mm. it seems like you mm. know that very i well. think you totally you don't even need that google thing where they no, like out, it up. outdoor plants the yeah. yeah yeah there's an app for that yeah. <laughs> um okay second question what was your first plant experience and did anyone inspire you to collect plants or enjoy plants yeah yeah if you don't you know and i have it's waxed and waned through my life as i've lived in different places you know i lived in a house with a yard we gardened you know, I had fruit mm-hmm. trees, which is great. You had a kumquat tree, low right? Quats. Oh, low quats. Low quats, oh. which are, you know, I think that they're not very common. They have enormous seeds, but they're really tasty. You can yeah. make low quat jam. There's a fig tree. Mm. Figs are my favorite besides, you know, passion fruits, but like accessible. You know, figs are accessible. Yep. Um, so growing up, our mom had this hibiscus plant, and it was so exotic because I think they flower maybe just annually but it you know but it's a it's a perennial so yeah. you know she had it in the pot mm-hmm. it felt like years when you're a kid you know things seem mm-hmm. that way next year yeah <laughs> but i just remember it had this little tag you know on oh, it. Yeah. Mm. you know hibiscus and, and native to hawaii and that just seemed so that it just that's so evocative of a lot of things when you're really little oh yeah know? and i just love that and so, you know, it would always be so exciting when it would start to flower and mm. you know, it would have that little bud that was kind of bound up mm-hmm. and then it would, it has this huge, yeah, as you know, the, the blooms are enormous. Yeah. And I just found, I was enthralled by that. And then later on, uh, several years later, she somehow 
someone gifted her like a plant of the month club. So there was an amaryllis. Ooh. So she had that amaryllis, I think, for a few years. Um, but yeah, you know, so growing up and then we would, you know, there'd be roses and there'd be the garden and, you know, I always loved butterflies and bees and all the mm-hmm. kind of insects that Smart hates. <laughs> so, yeah, Smart hates all insects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so I just loved that. Love and it was, it was time to spend with mom and dad out in the garden, you know, and growing plants. And we lived pretty rurally, so there was yeah. space for it all. Totally. Um, so I think, you know, if you, if you grow up in a really rural area where gardening and farming is prevalent, then, you know, you can kind of get... It's not the barrier to entry isn't to growing things isn't that high. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Third question. You kind of already explained this, mm-hmm. but do you have a favorite plant mm-hmm. and why? Mm-hmm. And that's the I do. I do love it because I the flowers are incredible. I mean, for any of you listening who have not looked it up yet, I, it, they just look alien. You yeah. Know, it looks like something from another world and if you've ever watched any of those nature videos where they show under uh, ultraviolet light I think or in the some other spectrum mm. why birds and insects are attracted to you know flowers like it oh, looks yeah. just like a plain old primrose or whatever but it has weird crazy stripes under that stuff is just fascinating and I feel Ooh. like the, the, the passiflora would be like that too now, now I want to look it up like, oh, yeah. to see what it looks like under that yeah. the, under the UV, hood UV, yeah. light, UV, UV light or something yeah, yeah. that's cool because we don't see in that spectrum obviously we see no. in, the, yeah. Yeah, in the visible spectrum and it's cool to know why you know a, a, a bug or a, an animal would be attracted mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. yeah okay how many plants do you have well that's a little complicated I mean, right now, I really only have my one tiny mini Phalaenopsis, but um, I do spend a lot of time with my man friend, mm-hmm. who really is into succulents mm-hmm. and has a mini Venus flytrap. Oh. So I try to help keep those alive. I did kill a geranium recently that I feel really bad about, and I really tried. You guys, you inspired me. You, try, you inspired me to try to keep my poinsettia alive, and I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna age it, but I think something got to it, and it just did oh. not. Did we did not. Our poinsettias yeah. did not last either. They, yeah, so, yeah. you have to know. put them under a box. They yeah. need like a whole salon. Like you got to pay for the treatments. I think if we would have, they're so complex. <laughs> if we would have just watered yeah. them more often, because it they yeah. did dry out. I think mine didn't get any yeah. light. Uh, you know, it's just, it's so hard in San Francisco during the during the winter and early spring to mm-hmm. get enough light mm-hmm. onto things. Yeah. To grow, so I, I mean, I, I thought I was watering it regularly enough. So you know, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Samara's giving me some. I cuttings. have yes, so I cuttings can... from my pothos and my I'm string so of hearts. Yes, so I... pothos too. Pothos is a perfect plant to if you're a plant owner it's really easy and not like an emotional thing to like cut take cuttings and propagate it because it grows so fast yeah and it's a great starter plant for anybody who's like struggles whatever learning still about plants mm-hmm. but also they're pretty hardy so like when you're talking about the winter and stuff they'll be okay you put it on a windowsill or close mm-hmm. by just a little bit of light yeah. it'll be okay you know and i definitely get light in my apartment the trick is to get a table i have these floor to almost floor to ceiling windows and so yeah. putting it something in front of it is a little awkward because you know you don't want to obstruct yeah and is it hard yeah. to hang stuff yeah in i have a really tall ceiling i know it sounds like i mean but it is a small apartment guys my but, windows are so big and my I ceilings know, are I so know. tall <laughs> yes but it's only you know 200 square feet otherwise totally not so that's why yeah. yeah yeah but i but you know samara should come up and help me um find placement create, yes, yeah. yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's a plan 
Do you have any plant-inspired art or clothing? I have, um, well, I love anything with Bird of Paradise print on it because that's another yes. one of my favorite flowers. Again, I love showy flowers. Mm. Yep. So I I tend to, you know, I sew, as we talked about in the beginning, and so I oftentimes will gravitate towards, like, the, the dark floral, so a black mm-hmm. background with, yeah. you know, with flowers on it, love it. as fabric. Mm-hmm. And I do have some abstract, sort of abstract art that my sister-in-law made for me. Um, Samara has one as well that yes. you can see in the plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have one of those as my art. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I mean, I love it. It's, you know, I think that everyone needs green things in their space. And mm-hmm. I just, I've always wanted to get more into houseplants, but it just... Where do you start? Well, right. where do you start? And when you have 200 square feet when, to live in, yes. where's where the right spot? Mm-hmm. And where do you yeah. put it? And now it's huge and I can't see. And yeah, yeah it's like a whole thing. And, and also I, not having any like outdoor space mm-hmm. to like repot and yeah. water a if pot. you don't have like a good sink mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like being able to maintain. I did have a lime tree in a pot once though, and that was amazing. Oh, really? Ooh. Where at? That was when I lived... Well, I think we acquired it in Minnesota, but then brought it with us to Phoenix. No way. Oh, fun. And then we left it in yeah. Phoenix because oh. it was just too many moves for yeah. that poor thing. Oh. For poultry. But, I mean, lime <laughs> blossoms smell amazing. Oh, oh we, we should. Get, we should I get a one. citrus tree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you I should. Put it in the pan. Yeah. We've got space. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. When we were at the Santa Barbara plant store. Do you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, that Santa Barbara plant store, they had so many amazing... What's the name of this place? Uh, Yeah, let me look it up. Yeah. We'll have to shout them out and mention them because they seemed like a hit yeah, for you guys. They definitely yeah. were. I mean, they had it all. There's, whole... It was a little expensive. In my yeah, a little bit, But it was yeah. still... I mean, you don't want a $1,000 lemon tree? <laughs> yeah. Like seven, hey, seven but feet. string of arrows, I have never seen at any nursery mm-hmm. or independent seller or anything. Like, I've only seen it maybe online. Like, and on string Etsy. of turtles was adorable, too. Yeah. I, I was really into that, but I have to fly home, so I couldn't really yeah. indulge myself. You can only go so far for the suitcase thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, how California feels about you taking living materials from one place to another. Right. It might get a little complicated. The, yeah. The TSA thing. Eh, you know, it happens. But they had succulents they had uh you know edible plants Mm -hmm. like they had a whole herb section and they had a whole trees section wow um and then a whole citrus section so i found it it's called seven day nursery oh yes seven day nursery because you can go there seven days a week i yeah is that what that means oh (laughs) yeah Yeah, open nine to five every day wow there you yeah. go, folks. If you're huh. in Santa Barbara, first of all, if you're in Santa Seven Barbara, days. please enjoy yourself because Santa Barbara <laughs> is beautiful. Yes. Enjoy so yourself. Fun. Go to the beach. Maybe you should buy a plant at Seven Day Nursery. Mm-hmm. Last question. How do plants make you feel? Why do you collect them? Slash, how do they connect to what you are most passionate about? Touched on that a little bit. You know, yeah. growing up, one of the best things about growing up in Minnesota was I spent all my time outside. We had three acres. When we for, could go outside. Yes. <laughs> when it wasn't winter. But I, I... True. But you know what? At that age, I I was very much um, the kind of Laura Ingalls Wilder inspired person. So I, I went out in the winter time and would pretend that I'm a, um, you know, a pioneer woman. And I would build a campfire like down... I mean, the fact that I, my parents let me go for hours and did not worry that I had fallen in. Like, yeah. Like frozen mm-hmm. over... Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so even the winters at that time. Now I can't do winter, and I will never leave California. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like winter either. No, but you know, and living somewhere where there's four seasons, everything is so inspiring because spring is my favorite season. You know, yeah. everything is 
flowering and budding and just green and vibrant. And then you have summer where things are starting to fruit and, you mm-hmm. know, the mm-hmm. air gets kind of thick with blossom and, and fragrance and then yeah. and bugs because Minnesota is like really, I remember picking raspberries and we go to, you know, we go to mm. you pick places. Oh, yeah. Raspberries, bugs, just so everywhere. Picking raspberries and strawberries have been the most frightening times of my life. Mm-hmm. If um, you don't like bugs, because, don't go berry picking. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's mostly just bees. Like yeah. bees love strawberries and raspberries yeah. and I would have to run away after every, like, oh, no. yeah. I'd smart. be like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I yeah. grew up doing that too in Oregon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like you pick places too. Up on the hills of the yeah. They say that that um what did we say yesterday that scent is the strongest sense tied to memory? Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that so it's many so true. Yeah. And mm. so much of that is plant smells. So like the fall, what's the first thing you think of? I think of cr- the the dead leaves, the cr- crunchy mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. you know, and the smell oh gosh, that walks up after you crunch. So many yeah. memories. Good fragrance. Yeah. I can like I as soon exactly. as you mentioned it, right. I like smelled it yeah because yeah and then i was brought back to like a a dark night yeah at walking Mm -hmm. around with my my boyfriend and the on campus yep doing your thing falling into a bed of leaves and making out (laughs) that's awesome yeah (laughs) memories great memories you just had a (laughs) rom-com montage that's what you had (laughs) the honeymoon phase rom-com in fall the leaves and his musk. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's you know oldest child versus youngest, but I think of when I had to rake them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but still, you know, it's very powerful. And then of course winter when everything the, the well when everything else is dead, but then you have your evergreens that you would cut mm-hmm. and bring to the house. So like oh, every yes. season Dreams. really has its mm. its I think canonical smells. Yes. At least mm-hmm. depending where you live. And I just think of the smell of rain because. Oregon is like so much rain and there's so many memories connected to mm-hmm. the like musky sort of you know the asphalt's just starting to dry Petricor. yeah and then now it's yeah. gonna be like drenched in another maybe 30 minutes mm-hmm. or like crying sunshine when it's sunny outside but it's mm-hmm. raining you is know you yeah it? like crying sunshine or like uh, raining sunshine or whatever mm-hmm. yeah did you have a name for that growing up I feel like it's what? a regional sunny thing sunshine? when the, it's raining like, but people, the sun's out yeah like no, there's like know. I feel like there's name mm. probably people have quippy names for it or something. I think, yeah, I want to say it's, it's a regional thing. It's yeah, pretty fun. Sometimes. But you, you mentioned before you're like maybe it's an oldest child thing mm. having to rake the leaves. <laughs> yeah. And I remember those leaves because we also took like a family photo in the leaves. We, we were all wearing out. yeah we were all wearing blue mm. and yellow and, yeah. yellow, and mm. we were in um, a I think pile. Of Samara, I think I was 19, 18 or nineteen, and uh-huh. Samara must have been then. I was a little. She child. was like three. Little baby. And, you know, and wait, you, Liza, you're the oldest, and Samara's the youngest. Yeah, that's right. And there's yeah. five, mm-hmm. and your age difference is more than a decade. No, I was, <laughs> I was born in eighty one, and Samara was born in ninety seven. Can we say that on the pod? Yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so mm-hmm. what would you tell twenty one year old self? What would you tell twenty five year old? You're that at those ages. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Because now that I'm forty, yeah, I think you don't look forty by the way. Well, you know, just saying, her skin. Yeah, is well, like let's just say more. our mom. We should have. We should post a picture of her because she. Yeah, we inherited pretty good skin. Good, pretty good, good ge- genes. aging genes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's very sweet of you. <laughs> um, I think that one thing is 
quit giving that many F's of what other people think of you. Mm. That's one thing that I've had to learn the hard way. I mean, as someone who's kind of a lifelong anxiety sufferer and yep. always consumed with, you know, just like cringe. You know, we see this mm-hmm. in our nephew now. He'll listen to this in 10 years and be embarrassed. But <laughs> he gets very, he, he is extremely acutely aware of secondhand embarrassment. So if he's watching a movie and something embarrassing happens to a character, he'll put the pillow over his face like it's a horror movie. Oh, I wow. do that too. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I hate and I, I well, don't like you feel the social anxiety yeah. uncomfortable mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and you're just like, Ugh, like The science yeah. brain says that's your motor neurons firing. Oh, but yeah. Motor yeah. Neurons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's how we feel other people's pain and you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of empathy and stuff. You can read about it later. Uh, there's more homework for this episode yeah, a, little bit, a little bit it wouldn't be the oldest I used to play school with the younger ones I did that too yeah, yeah. I did that too yeah good our times. grandmother was a teacher so she would send like flashcards and stuff oh and that's like, so cute um, but yeah I think that that's a big one you know what I man living in a small town a high school class of 60 kids now I live in a mm-hmm. city yeah you know, and I'm just like, why did I care? Why did I, why was I so worried about what they thought of me? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, they were the only people there. Yeah. To your world, yeah. they were the only people who existed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they say, you know, I wish I would have stopped caring what other people thought sooner in my life. Exactly. So how do you do that? What's the steps to do that? <laughs> like, where's the, the manifesto of that? So I think, and I was telling Samara this earlier today about, so you're familiar with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think I've gotten to a point where if I'm feeling a little bit at sea in something I'm doing, I step back and I go, no, you have the experience. If it's a job thing, you know, I've been working the same job mm-hmm. for nine mm-hmm. years. Right. No, I know how to do this. Or yeah. if I'm working on a particularly hard crossword or a particularly hard sewing pattern, I'm like, no, 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 you have the experience. You've been doing this thing. This yeah. has been your hobby for a decade plus, you, you, you got it. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes from. It's, it's from, I think as women, we don't really allow ourselves the confidence of a mediocre white man, mm. as the expression goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we need to do more of is just saying, no, 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 you, you've got this. And they say that men, if they see that they have like 40% of the qualifications for a job, they'll apply, they'll but we have to have like, they, we have to have like 80, 80 or something. I've, I've heard yeah. that before. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, I feel like it's a similar thing where you just have to be like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you got this. Hmm. And I think that we need to build each other up as women too. I feel like women in our culture are kind of pitted against each other mm-hmm. in a way, you know? I mean, like who do we wear makeup and cute clothes for? Is it men? Is it women? Is it for ourselves? Like, yep. I feel like there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a really funny retort, which was, no, we wear it so that we can look at ourselves in every shiny surface that we pass. <laughs> Very old, uh, old Hollywood exactly. kind of uh, <laughs> perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the number one. I think another one is have experiences. I think that's mm-hmm. becoming more popular, especially now that people are coming out of the pandemic and they're like, okay, we've been cooped up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to live some life. I know yeah. so many people who have just sat around earning money but aren't really doing anything with it. Mm. And it's like, no, no, no. You got to go out, do the things. Yep. Yeah. Um, get that passport, you know, get the stamps yeah. in there. Go and do, um, make memories with mm. people. I know a lot of it sounds trite and very easy to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely as someone who has now have some life experience, I could say yeah. that that's important. Um, the older you get, Whitney actually 
kind of crystallized this for me last week, but when you're young, opportunities will will come to you more often. The mm. older you get, the more you actually have to seek out your own opportunities. Oh, And so that's what I really want to, you know, I tell the youths is just mm. really seize those opportunities that come to you if you can. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to be around forever. You know, the older you uh, get, the harder it is. The more doors will shut. Yeah. And the less opportunity you'll have, you know. That's good to know. So. Yeah. You have to be your own advocate. Definitely. What opportunities you wish you would have taken more advantage of. Well, <laughs> so the hard part is, I so I, I applied to med school mm-hmm. and I didn't get in because med school, applying to med school itself is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing if there's a guaranteed you will get, you know, you will get admitted. Yes, you'll have a lot of loans, but you'll get a job. But it's one yeah. thing to plunk down thousands of dollars to not even have the certainty that you'll get admitted. Mm. And that just wasn't at the oh, time something wow. that I could, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that that's always been kind of um, a soft spot for me is that mm-hmm. I wasn't able to become a doctor because I, you know, obviously I'm a huge science nerd and I just... You would... You would be amazing. Be a really good doctor. That's even harder because yeah, people say that. Um, but you're still young. You're you have time old. still. You're, seize your own opportunity. Yeah. I know. Be your own advocate. Look in the mirror. It goes back to back. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like, take with all these doctors. The, yeah. <laughs> advice you gave us. We're gonna just spit it right back. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I know, I'm empowering young women. <laughs> What's interesting? How about is, empowering all? women? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. The the interesting part is, you know, when I was younger, like you two, I like work life balance was not a thing that I cared about. Mm. Right. I was like, I don't need to sleep. I don't need yeah. to spend time with anyone. And then the older I get, it's like, oh yeah, you kind of do that. need. Yeah. You know, you need that downtime. Yeah. You can't be fully, I think, present for anything if you don't have time away from... 100%. Yeah. That is something I never thought I would ever experience. Right. And then quarantine happened. Oh. And we were forced to stop. And I was a go, go, go 24-7. Mm-hmm. I will sleep four hours one day. I won't sleep the next mm-hmm. day. It didn't matter. Like, I'll work 300 do- like jobs, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed the ad- adrenal- right. adrenaline, you know, of like just going and, yeah, and always yeah. being out. And then we were forced to stop. And I was like, wait, I can feel like an important active present efficient human being and have a day off mm-hmm. and I still I, I feel like that's how I've connected with like eating disorders in the past and mm-hmm. stuff like that because if I didn't achieve I wasn't worthy mm-hmm. of xyz you know mm-hmm. and so you know how forcing yourself to stop and have those breaks or force yourself to a schedule and or having rest or whatever mm-hmm. I think that definitely uh, it's something you have to learn that you don't want to, no one wants to say they have weakness or say that they have right. limitations. Especially in our culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially in our culture. Like you think about how Italy, France, you know, they get like two, three months off every year as vacation. What the? Yeah. I know. Two and hour lunch breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, 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 they live to work, they work to live or however. Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I think that too, it's like, there, there's a few, another, another thing I've learned as I've gotten older is I don't really like when people say, oh, you know, if you're, if you're doing what you love for your job, you'll never work a day in your life. I'm like, I want to tell people it's okay to have a job if you have an affinity, you know, if you have a, a skill set. like I'm good at what I do for mm-hmm. a living. Is it my dream job? No, it is not. Mm-hmm. Does it pay the bills? Does it 
like I'm intellectually and emotionally fulfilled by it. Yeah. And it funds all my hobbies and all the other things mm-hmm. I want to do. And I think that's okay too. That is, I mean, yeah. right, people need yeah. to, yeah. that needs to be okay. I think we need to yeah. normalize that. But that's yeah. the dream job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's well, not that my work doesn't feel like a job. It's like I can have the, a life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and another thing is that I've been seeing around a lot for creative people is um, if you are doing what you love, you are working 24-7. That's yeah. true. Because you're usually... Oh, it's only 14 hours a day. Mark. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but then afterwards, it's still like, oh, I'm still replying mm. to texts and this and that and right. or or oh my hobbies are kind of the same thing yeah what i'm doing mm. and then it just becomes more work and then you want to like monetize your work yeah. and monetize right. your hobbies and your loves and passions and then right it becomes work 24 7 yeah <laughs> and then you have a podcast and, and it's just like more work but, but you enjoy it and you love it yeah but you're tired sometimes that's one thing that's very different you know i was telling samara earlier that I know that San Francisco and L.A. are the same state, but they're very different states of mind. Oh, of course. And I think L.A. is very much about the hustle. It's all about comparing yourself to, like, oh, do you have the fancier car? Do you have the fancier clothes? Do you, mm-hmm. you like... Mm-hmm. And San Francisco is very much not like that. It's a lot more of, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but... It's, it's almost like, oh, can you retire early? You know, how it's, few hours do you have to put in? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so it's such a different vibe. It's kind of like an efficiency perspective, I feel like. I always say, you know, work smarter, not harder. Right. So, you know, some weeks I don't have to have that many hours of my butt in my chair at my desk because, but I do spend a lot of time also doing intellectual, like, cogitation. Okay. A lot of thinking about and how to solve a problem. And, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on in my job that isn't just you know, manually doing something right. or, you know, I don't even know, like, do you do things that are physical, but that aren't really, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, co- I don't spend time with the copier, you know, copying and doing, you know, stuff, right. stuff like that. But I do spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, well, when I'm washing dishes, I cod- yeah. cogitate, cogitate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just think about what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think that that's how, you know, that's the kind of the work smarter not harder kind mm-hmm. of philosophy mm-hmm. but I feel like so many so much of our culture is oh but I I was at the office for you know 14 hours 15 hours and it's just like that doesn't really what does that even coffee shops see me work I'm mm-hmm. on my computer I'm watch me working. work I'm on my phone I'm walking around at 2 a.m. Yeah. and my first email goes out at 5 jeez yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh I don't think anyone's going to sit on their deathbed going, oh, gosh, I wish I would have spent more time at the office. No. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> jeez. No. I won't say that. Yeah. Okay, so if you had one final takeaway. Gosh. Well, just, what actually, are we taking away after the assignment? What do you think? Well, well, You've well, had your old dishes to hear, you, you know. You I know love right being the youngest yeah. sibling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love having older sisters because they... Make all the mistakes fun. so you don't have to. <laughs> no. Well, no, and it's just so fun to be like, I have an oldest sister, and she lives in San Francisco, and I have another older sister, and she lives in Santa Barbara, and everyone's like, that's so cool that, like, you have siblings that are so close by, and they're, like, in cool cities and doing cool things, yeah. and, like, it's just... I mean, if I had younger siblings who were also doing cool things, I'm sure I would feel that similar, like, warm warmth in my heart, but it just, like... It's so 
fun to kind of brag about how cool my older sisters are and then they're like you're probably pretty cool too I'm like yeah I take after my sisters yeah yeah, we're all cool yeah yeah so it's yeah now if you guys sucked that would be a different story no I'm just you're like "Mm, yeah we don't talk about them Mm, no no. those teeth are all fake the meth just you know took them you guys have been a really great influence in my life and um i appreciate you we love you the most well you know our brothers are okay too yeah 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 i mean i would say growing up i was always closest with like dawson which is the closest in age to me but now that now that we're locationally not close Mm. it's it's a little you know harder to say that sorry dawson and he's also married, but we love Jillian, so, mm-hmm. you know, once, sort of, once siblings get married, too, it's a little different, too. Yes. And, like, you and Whitney are both divorced. But, it happens. So it, it's mm-hmm. a little easier to, like, spend time with mm-hmm. you guys, because you're not always with your mm-hmm. significant other, have, yeah. and your and family, and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And their extended family. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, always with your Close, mm. I feel like my family unit is still more of you all yeah. than like some other person. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. When you get married, it's more to you know equal mm-hmm. parts your, your spouse. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. for yep. sure. So Definitely. that is also a benefit. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great advice. That's such great advice. Things to think about for sure. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the pod, Liza. Thank you. I'm Thanks. so excited. We could talk forever I feel about like, yeah. things. Cheers. I have, yeah, my cheers. drink is yes. gone. You know, as well it done. should be yep. at the end of a very yeah. successful evening. Mm-hmm. Well, in a couple months, think about your second favorite plant and cocktail and join uh, us yeah. again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for a new season. Maybe Maybe we have to take Maybe we take our equipment to San Francisco. That would be fun. Yeah. We could do like a patio podcast, like go to different oh, people's yeah. patios. Oh, yeah. Hey, and also, if you noticed, this episode, we're using new mics, so we might sound a little bit better this episode. Although, we we only have two mics, and we have three people, so we'll have to edit, like, if we'll figure it out. I'm five. I'm used to sharing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, yeah. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely. Very nice. Yes, and I can find other people who have uh, lots of opinions about cocktails and plants. And yeah, and send them our way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Yes. And and all the shout-outs. We need to get some we, of those We people. got a lot of shout-outs mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of new plant stores, lots of new yeah. private plant plant people. Plant, mm-hmm. plant, provi- plant sellers. Proveyors. Mm-hmm. Pro- Try saying yeah. that five times fast. Um, <laughs> my tongue will fall out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then also just a shout out to Mike, your man my friend. Man friend. Yes. He has provided he a lot of a knowledge lot of about cocktails. Yep. And, he would um, tell everybody listening, check out a copy of Liquid Intelligence. Yes. Your yes. library or the finest bookstores near yes. you. Yes. Because that has a lot of really fun science-y sort of... Um, cocktail projects that you can mm. work on. We yeah. should we should buy that. Maybe do like a fun That would like, be really fun. Did text him today saying did they get it from the library? And I'm like, you've had twenty four hours. Oh my gosh, you told so, us yeah. about it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I get all my library books from an app. I don't That's know if that would work. Anyways. I don't know if that would work. Library. <laughs> yes. Okay, well thanks again Liza. We, yeah, we, love, well, we you. love you. Your life. I love you guys too. We love yeah. you. So, yeah. Your so family. <laughs> Your family to Emma and your yes. I hope so. Yes. I want to get a little sister to me too. And I love that, you know, I have a spot in SF for any time you guys yes. want to come visit yes. me. Yes. It's 
You've only done it once. So, you well, know. Well, that's because Samara got a boyfriend and I got replaced. Yeah. No. That's true. <laughs> if I didn't like him so much, I'd be better about it. I know. Oh, that's what everyone yeah. says. Yeah. Damn it, Elliot. <laughs> we love you, Elliot. We love you. Also, did you listen to the show? Oh, yeah. He did. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't support me as much as my siblings. <laughs> it's okay. Someday. Someday. All right. One day. Good night, everybody. Good night. Cheers. Did we cheers again? If you love podcasts and believe they'll save the world just like we do, please subscribe and give us a review wherever you get your pods. You can find us on Instagram at the Rootbound Podcast and subscribe to our Patreon to get exclusive content like the video recordings of our episodes, which we call Plant POV. You can also write us on socials or at the at gmail.com to ask us questions or to give us plant advice. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're just plant enthusiasts and we're learning just like y'all so tips and tricks are always welcome don't forget to check out our website therootboundpodcast.com which has our episode show notes in the show notes we include topics discussed in the episode like the featured plant tips and tricks and links to our favorite resources we also list the recipe for each episode's cocktail that emma creates that way you can drink along with us drink responsibly of course (laughs) (laughs) you can also find us individually i'm at emma r lead on social platforms where can we find you samara you can find me on Instagram at Samara underscore Elke 9 and Yelena. You can find me on all socials at Yelena Ivy. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.